Hello everyone, my name is Virginia Prodan. I'm the host of Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan. We are so glad you are here. And if you are new to our podcast, our podcast is every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. And it's on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Edify Podcast Network. And of course, you can watch it on uh, our YouTube channel. Our podcast gives us an opportunity to share with you who we are. We are fighters for freedom, for freedom in America and freedom all over the world. We are here to train people to live a life of courage and freedom and to live a life of significance and success. Significance is when you invest in others, when you do beyond what you think that you can do. And we started a long time ago, this podcast, because several people that uh, read my book, Saving My Assassin, which was uh, published by Tyndall House Publisher, you can buy it at virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book, ask me to train them to prepare them for what is coming in, in America. And we started with that. But we develop our podcast by inviting courageous leaders that can train us. They can tell us how they started, how they, they conquered, and how they fight for freedom. And one of our very special uh, courageous leaders is uh, Michael Berry. He is the vice president of external affairs, director of military affairs, and senior counsel for uh, First Liberty Institute. He is a fighter. You will find out for him that he is a fighter for freedom and for religion. Um, Michael joined First Liberty in 2013 after serving for seven years on active duty as an attorney for the United States Marine Corps. Among various numerous uh, positions with the Marine Corps, he deployed to Afghanistan in 2008, and from 2009 to 2012, Mr. Berry served as an adjunct uh, professor of law at the United States Naval Academy. He is still serving as um, a Marine Corps Reserve, and we are grateful for your service, and we are grateful for everything you are doing. As Vice President of uh, External Affairs for First Liberty, he is responsible for building and executing strategic initiatives. I know he's going to tell us more with external entities. And he is recognized as a subject matter expert on religious freedom. And we want to hear several things and several cases they are working on. He has been test he has testified before Congress and on numerous um, media, national media outlets. Mr. Perry earned his bachelor's degree from Texas A&M University and he earned his law degree from the um, Ohio State University. Michael, thank you so very much for coming here. Introduce yourself. I know there is more than I I um, said from your bio that you can share with our audience. Well, thank you, Virginia. And uh, the only thing I can add to that is the most important thing for people to know about me is that uh, I am a husband and I am the proud father of four children. So, uh 
that's that's you know how I identify myself first is as a husband and as a father and everything else uh, com- well as a person of faith as well obviously but uh, you know what I do at First Liberty and everything else is is, is done uh, because I am a husband and a father. That is so true. I can relate uh, uh, to that because when you become a parent, you have a reason to fight for freedom. You have a reason to wake up every single morning and know that it's your responsibility to give, um, especially in America, to give more than we receive as freedom in this country for generations to come. So tell us about uh, a little bit about your role at uh, First Liberty. Well, it seems like my role is is ever evolving at First Liberty. I joined in 2013 as a as a staff attorney. So I started off litigating cases uh, in the trenches, as we like to say, uh, and then uh, I began to to take on new roles and new responsibilities. And currently, I serve as vice president of external affairs. And uh, in that role, you know, there, no two days are the same. I wake up every morning not knowing exactly what I'm going to do uh, for that day or for that week, uh, which is kind of exciting. I know some people might not like that because they like to have structure and they like to have a routine. I don't have structure and I don't have a routine at First Liberty, um, but I actually enjoy that. It allows me the opportunity to travel the country. I get to meet people. I get to develop relationships. And there are so many people who don't know about the good work that we do at First Liberty. And when they first learn about it, one of the first things they say is, how can we partner with you? How can we work with you? Uh, or sometimes it's, hey, maybe First Liberty can help me or can help somebody that I know. And so that's really part of my role is to develop those relationships, to find ways that First Liberty can help people who need defense of religious freedom, our first freedom that's enshrined in the Constitution, uh, because it's such an important freedom to fight for And there are so many people in this country who don't have anywhere to turn. They don't have the money to pay for very expensive law firms, or they may not even know the rights that they have. And and that's what we're here for. We do all of our cases free of charge. None of our clients ever receive a bill because we're a nonprofit. And we really believe that if we defend religious freedom for one person, that we're actually defending religious freedom for all people in America. And so that's really a a big part of my role is to help uh, establish those relationships, build bridges, uh, and and to spread the word about religious freedom and about first liberty. That is so true. And uh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that uh, no client receive a bill because uh, everything is done pro bono. Everything is done based on support of other people. So if you never heard about First Liberty or you didn't know that they are based their work on on support, uh, it will be a great opportunity for you to um, be a partner with uh, First Liberty because they are doing a very good uh, work. And in fact, on your website, you even have a lot of resources for pastors, for people, for people that are hiring, how you do the hiring, how you protect your rights and everything. So everything is free there. So you have a wealth of knowledge that you share with everyone. You can you can develop on that, Mike, if you please. 
Yeah. You know, what you just said, Virginia, is very important that, uh, you know, if you don't know what your rights are, how can you stand up for the rights, right? The, the, the fastest way to lose your freedom and to lose your rights is to not stand up when somebody threatens your freedom. And, and, but how can people even know to stand up if they don't know what their rights are? If they don't even, they don't have a know where to begin. Uh, and, and that's one of the most important things that we do at First Liberty is to educate people and to make sure that they are, they know that we have a good constitution in this country. We have strong protections for religious freedom and for other rights as well. You know, we focus on religious freedom, but, you know, and, and so many Americans, one of the most frequent responses we get when we talk to people about either the cases that we're representing or the rights that people have as Americans, the, one of the most common responses is, I had no idea. I had no idea that, that our constitution said that. I had no idea that the Supreme Court has issued decisions that protect those rights or they had no idea that those rights were under attack or being threatened by our government or by uh, people who, by activists and radicals who are trying to take away those rights. And so that's a very, very important thing that we do is to, not only are we here to defend rights, but we're here to make sure that people know uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's not enough for us just to step in and say, we will defend you free of charge. We also want people to be educated and to be aware so that they can then spread the word. Once that word begins to spread throughout the people, that's the way our constitution, that's the way that the, the, the founders of this country envisioned freedom would be like a, a, a spreading wildfire that nobody could ever quench it because once people get a taste of freedom, and I know exactly who I'm talking to, Virginia, that, that you've experienced this firsthand, that when people begin to get a taste of freedom, it spreads and, and you can't stop it. Uh, but the one thing that, that a totalitarian regime will try to do is to try to prevent people from doing that. And so that's why we really feel that uh, religious freedom isn't our only freedom as Americans, but it is the foundational freedom from which all of our other freedoms flow. That is so true. And education is the first step. That is what it's missing for a very long time in our schools that somehow we uh, forgot to be involved. And the liberals took all the history and all the good things about this country out of Um uh, obviously, personally, I, many times I can imagine, I never imagined that I would come to United States when I came 30-something years ago, a land of free and the land of brave. Uh, and then one day, our freedom will be under attack. And people need to wake up and also to realize just because we are in America it doesn't mean that the freedom does not have to be protected. We have to protect it. And yes, we are lawyers and we we do our role as lawyers, but there is for everyone, every person, there is an opportunity to protect freedom. Like you said, knowledge, you learn about all those rights that you have and you go and be uh, in a school be involved in, you know, in your area, in your workplace and everything and share that. What would you say to those who will say, because I encounter as, as a speaker, 
I I spoke about how socialists work and the the things that I see in America, people accepting socialists and giving up the rights. What would you say to someone who will say, oh, socialists will never come here? Well, I would remind them of what President Reagan said many, many years ago when President Reagan said that, uh, you know, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction, that it is not passed on in the bloodlines, right? Just because our generation is free is not a guarantee that our children or our grandchildren's generations will be free. And freedom must be fought for. It must be paid for, not with money, but with sacrifice. And, and, and so it's now up to us and, and, and our generation to ensure that we are able to pass on the freedoms that we enjoyed, right? The freedoms that you came to this country for, Virginia, to, to live in and to enjoy, right? It is so vital and, and to pass it on. And, and I have to say that it, it's funny because uh, if I recall, you came to this country from Romania, yes. if I'm not mistaken, and my mom came to this country from Taiwan, and her parents, uh, the reason why she was born in Taiwan is because her parents fled from China. And I've always observed that the people who immigrate to America from countries that, that existed under a communist or socialist regime, they're the most pro-freedom, pro-America you know, people that I've met. You know, It's the people who fled those socialist, communist regimes because they know what's at stake. They know what they left and they don't want to go back to it. No, it's typically that, that people is... who are born and raised in this country that seem to be, as you as you refer to it, asleep, right? And, and they just assume that it's always going to be this way. And so I feel that it's part of my duty and my job is to remind them it is not always going to be this way. You know, that we are not guaranteed that our children will live with the same freedoms that we enjoy. And the only way our children will enjoy the same freedoms we enjoyed is if we ensure that they understand what it took to, to, to sacrifice for those freedoms. And so that's, that's my response to people who just say, oh, it's America. We're always going to be free. And, yeah, and I say, you know, history, history tells a very different story. Exactly, exactly. I experienced that not only as a resident living under communists, but also as a lawyer defending uh, um, cases and defending clients. Then I, I have to remind American people that if we don't fight, we're going to live under the same, uh, the same situation. Because when we give rights to the government, where the government will take away our right to worship God. They will make themselves God out of all the rights and all the power. And we, we can see some extension of, uh, of, of the power of the current government trying to do this. And it's absolutely amazing that many times I am, I am privileged that when I speak in many places and people read the book, they accept 
and they they change their mind. Some of them accept price or others change their votes because I'm talking from my own experience. But I don't want people to get to that point where they say, oh, you told us so. It's time for us to um, to fight for. One of the things when I uh, defended Christian and human rights cases in Romania, and I do in many ways uh, here too, um, what I admire is, and we know as lawyers, you need clients. So I admire when people stand up for their rights and come to you and to me and say, I need you to defend me. Can you give us a few examples and how they influence your life? Yeah, the, the best example I can give is actually one of our biggest cases that we just won at the U.S. Supreme Court. And this is the case of Coach Joe Kennedy, yes. uh, who now uh, many people, many millions of people have now heard about the Coach Kennedy case because of the, the great victory at the Supreme Court. But uh, for those who haven't heard about Coach Kennedy, he was a football coach in Bremerton, Washington, just outside of Seattle. And he was fired from his job as a coach because after every game, he would pray uh, briefly, maybe 15 to 30 seconds, and usually by himself. Uh, at least that's what he asked permission to do is to pray by himself, 15 to 30 seconds. And the school district told him no, and that if he did it, he would lose his job. And so Coach Kennedy is a great example of an American who understood. He, he like me, was a U.S. Marine. So mm -hmm. he understood uh, what it takes to fight for our freedoms and that if you don't stand up for your freedom, as I, was, as I said earlier, you will lose it. And so he said, when, told us that when the school district told him that if he prayed after the football games that he would be fired, he knew that he knew what he had to do. And, and so he was willing to make that stand and to lose his job. So I think that's a great example of somebody who shows, you know, who shows courage uh, and who understood that the only way we're going to keep freedom and we're going to to have victories for religious freedom is somebody is going to have to stand up and be willing to make the first sacrifice. And they might in the, and, and in his case, he had to be willing to lose his job and he did lose his job. But that was, you know. I'm glad to say only a temporary setback because uh, it took us seven years, but we finally got to the U.S. Supreme Court and we finally won his case. And the Supreme Court issued a great decision that said that, no, it, it, it was wrong for the school district. It was unconstitutional for the school district to fire him for praying by himself after the football games. And so now we have this sweeping decision that now protects millions of Americans. And why? Because it took one person, one person who stood up and said, no, this isn't right. This isn't, that is not what the constitution says. That is again, that's violating my constitutional rights. And he had to be willing to take that stand and to lose something in order to gain something much, much bigger. And so uh, I think that is a great example of what it takes for us to continue to keep our freedoms in this country and especially our religious freedom because it's constantly, constantly under attack. You are so right about this. I hope um, my uh, audience will take it to heart because you mentioned several things. First, he politely 
ask for permission. He was not rebellious every day. Second, he knew his rights. Third, he knew that his fear of the Lord has to be bigger than the fear of losing job. He knew that God has his life and resources in his hands. It's not in the school. It's not in uh, the salary that he was receiving. And he knew that Christ sacrificed for us and we as Christians are called sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes in our life to walk on the same same path with Christ, not to die on the cross or something, but to sacrifice that people can see Christ in us. And also the other point is to see that Christ rewarded him with a huge, and you, your work with a huge victory, that his life was not his life, but Christ because Christ died for him and he lived his life in front of people for Christ. And now because of his stand and your legal work, many lives were reached and, and changed. And that is such an encouragement, Michael. Thank you so much for, for sharing this example with us because I hope people understand that our stand can reach generations to come yeah and and look it doesn't stop with coach kennedy it continues to happen every day at first liberty uh, i'll give one more example virginia in because it's one that 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 you actually made me think about which is uh we represented a valedictorian from a high school in michigan and as the valedictorian she earned the opportunity to give a speech at her graduation and she wanted to thank god for blessing her with, you know, the, the, the talents that she had, the good grades for, you know, being number one in her class for the opportunities that she had. And the school district told her no, that they would not allow her to mention God or her faith uh, or her beliefs in her speech because they, you know, they, they, they said it would violate this so-called separation of church and state, which of course is, is nowhere to be found in our constitution. And first, she contacted First Liberty, and the first thing she wanted to know was, is the school district correct that I don't have a right to do this? So again, there's my point that many people are not sure about what their rights are. So it's that's why it's so important to be educated about it. And she's a very smart young lady, right? She's valedictorian. She's number one in her class. So, and even she wasn't sure. And once we clarified to her, no, you have a right to do this as a student right, in the schools. If students are allowed to talk about, you know, sports or politics or any number of things, then they you're also allowed to talk about your religious beliefs. And the school cannot silence you. They cannot, you know, censor you and prohibit you from talking about this. And so long story short is we won, right? The school district backed down. They acknowledged that they were incorrect, that they had made an error, and they allowed her to give her speech. But then what happened? another valedictorian from the town just down the road, you know, maybe 30 minutes away, saw what happened to this young lady. And, 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 and they reached out and said, the same thing happened to me in my school. And because you won her case for her, I knew that the law was on my side. 
And so then they, you know, so now what has happened? One person stood up for their rights, said, I'm not even sure if I have a right to do this or not. And we said, yes, you do have a right. So they stood strong and they won. And like I said earlier, it spread like wildfire, right? Then the next student said, wait a minute, that happened to me. And now I know I have a right to do this. And so then they, they stood up to their school district and they won. And so, and, and that is, I can't tell you how beautiful it is, Virginia, when that begins to happen, when the people, right? What does our constitution start with? We, the people, right? And when we, the people begin to, to take back our freedoms and stop giving it away to the government, then that is how this country was created. And that's how this country was intended to work. And so it's a beautiful sight. There is hope for America, and there is hope, and I'm always so excited. I'm excited about every case. I'm excited about every person who realizes that, and and I'm, I'm happy because I train many of them, but I'm happy when the young generation started to realize and to know the rights and stand up because, like you said, it's like a fire. It's like a fire. Tell us, what would you say? How would you encourage people? Because you, I, I love what you said. Every day it's different uh, for you at work. How would you encourage maybe someone who wants to be a lawyer, maybe someone who wants to be a courageous leader in, in their uh, area or work or whatever? How would you encourage them? Because we live in, in a time in America like never before. We are under attack. That's a great question. And I actually think about that a lot um, because I have four children, as I mentioned, and they're all in high school. Actually, my oldest, I'm getting ready to, to take him to college uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I think about this a lot of sort of what would I say to my kids if they ask me, you know, how do I defend religious liberty? My first answer is you don't have to be a religious liberty attorney to defend religious liberty. You can be, as we've already talked about, a football coach. You can be a student. You can be somebody in the military. And in fact, I would tell everybody uh, who's watching or listening, we need people of faith in every sector of our society. We need people of faith being coaches being teachers, being doctors, being engineers. Yes, we need good lawyers who are also uh, uh, people of faith and who understand the Constitution. But think about how much stronger our nation would be if people from all walks of life, plumbers, taxi drivers, you know, etc., if they all understood their rights, their freedoms, and they all were willing to take the stand that Coach Kennedy took, that those two young ladies from uh, who are valedictorians in their high school classes. And so that's my message to everybody is you don't have to be a religious liberty attorney to defend religious freedom, right? You, you should be able to advance religious freedom and advance the cause of freedom for all Americans in everything that you do. And the most important way is to know what your freedoms are, as we've been talking about, and then have the courage to stand if those freedoms are threatened. Because that that is what makes us a strong nation. I want to stop you here because I keep forgetting. Would you please give people the website where they can find all the resources, please? 
Yes, it's very easy. Just go to firstliberty.org, firstliberty.org. That's great. Michael, I want to thank you so much for being here with us for such wonderful values. I want to tell you, I have, um, I want to invite you next time because I want to talk with you about your work for the military because it's very close to me. I have a son in Air Force um, and he is a rescue pilot in the United States Air Force. And I have a son-in-law who is a Marine uh, officer and I have a heart for them and for all of them but we didn't have time this time but I would love to invite you next time for for that absolutely I would love to thank you so very much thank you everyone for being here I hope that you take to heart all the resources and all the ideas and encouragement that uh, Mike Berry uh, shared with us today uh, you know our courageous leadership with Virginia Pradhan. It's every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock. You can hear it at podcast, uh, podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, uh, Edify Podcast Network, and of course on uh, uh, our YouTube channel. We hope that you will take an, an act on everything that you learned today. You heard very clear Mike saying you don't have to be a lawyer. You can defend freedom in every area that you might be and start with knowledge. Learn about the Constitution and if you need any help, go to First Liberty, contact us and we all, we're going to help you. The hope of America is in each one of us. May God bless you and until next time, Send us your questions. Go to First Liberty uh, website and learn everything that you need to learn and act on what you already learned. May God bless you and see you later.